0: Hello and welcome to Plot This is Lane. This is Meg. And
1: today we'll be talking about Scott Under the Covers by Suzanne Enoch. So this was just recently published in 2020 and is number two in the Wild Wicked Highlander series. And we've already reviewed the first book in this series, which was It's Getting Scott In Here. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a huge reflection on the book to say the, the name of the first book was better. The name of the first book was better. Scott Under the Covers is fine. Sure. But it's getting Scott in here was superlative. It doesn't make me think of Nelly. No, no. So it (laughs) It loses. Obviously loses. (laughs) All right, so um, as usual, we'll dive right in with the book jacket. Miranda Harris is known for her charm, wit, and ability to solve any problem she encounters. But when her brother lands neck deep in a gambling debt to a crafty villain and Miranda is subsequently blackmailed into marrying him, she must enlist the help of the devil himself to save the family honor and herself. Devilishly handsome
0: Highlander, Aidan McTaggart, knows next to nothing about the ways of the Tan, but he most certainly knows his way around gaming halls and women's hearts. Still, Aiden is not sure how he'll manage to find a sasana bride in time to save his family's inheritance. When his almost-sister-in-law, Miranda, comes to him for assistance, he proposes a partnership. She will help him navigate London society, and he'll teach her everything about wagering and winning back her freedom. The beautiful, clever lass intrigues Aiden, but is she playing her own game, or are the sparks between them real? He is accustomed to risking his pocket, but betting on Miranda's love is a game he can't afford to lose.
1: I mean, it's... Okay. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I will say that the, the second sentence uh, makes has some pronoun issues. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, she's not gonna marry her brother. And the
0: paragraph about him, when I think it's weird that it's she will but he'll. Yeah, yeah, like, I agree. I just think that it's pretty like inconsistently
1: punctuated. But you know, if these are the things that we're quibbling about, clearly eh. we're, we're fine. Yeah. Okay. So as usual, we generated a random number and wrote our own summaries based on that number. This episode, the number was 37. All right, so my 20, wow, my 37 word summary,
0: McTaggart brothers only want to marry a woman when she's already promised to someone else, has been freed from
1: that promise, and she's the only English woman who isn't a silly ninny. Am I supposed to like Matthew? I mean, that's a great, oh, and Matthew is not Aiden. So Matthew's not the love interest. Right, yeah. Aiden's the love interest. Matthew is her brother. I mean, that's a great question because um, I have a lot of thoughts about Matthew myself. I
0: can't wait to talk about it. right.
1: Here's mine. A man saw Miranda and wanted her so much that he got her brother into debt and then forced a marriage of convenience on her to save him. But wait, he's not the hero of this book. Props. I know. Good job, Suzanne Enoch. Uh, You will also be able to tell from my notes that this was basically what I liked the most about the book. Yeah. She's got
0: also for like being in a really shitty situation. One, the guy who put her there is a really fun villain. Yes. And she has a lot of her own agency.
1: Yes. And and I think it would have been really easy to play that down. Um, so I liked that a lot. There are a lot there. I really liked the setup and it definitely is a setup where from a different author say, Stephanie Lawrence, you could see the person who, you know, wants to marry her. Um, or let's say even Lisa Kleypas, I can see a Lisa Kleypas hero doing this, uh, forcing the debt on, on someone else and then having her pay the debt. Uh, anyway,
0: I will say, so let's break it down as we talk about tropes a little bit more explicitly. Yes. So as you may recall from the first book, There are four McTaggart children. Yes. The three eldest are boys who grew up with their father in Scotland, and the youngest is a girl who grew up with her mother in England.
1: Right. So after the girl was born, the mother left her whole family, all of the male members of her family, her husband and her three sons in Scotland returned to England and And, uh, and and since then has been living apart. And the patriarch of the family is titled... The matriarch of the
0: family has money. Right. And unbeknownst to the boys, when she left them, she and the father struck up a deal that said the three boys had to marry English women before their sister's marriage, or the mom would cut off the funding for the Scottish estate. Right. And so in the first book, Niall, the youngest son, married the woman of his mother's choosing. Yes. So they're free of that engagement. But... Aiden and Call, the two remaining brothers, still have to marry English women. Correct. Now, Eloise is engaged to Matthew. Yes. Who has a sister. Yes. Who is Miranda.
1: Yes. Now, Eloise is engaged to Matthew, so there's a time limit as well. There's a hard limit um, on when all of the brothers have to find and marry their English bride. And Eloise has agreed to a long engagement, but it can only be so long. Right. It can only be so long. Uh, you may remember from our first recap about the first book in this, ep- uh, in this series, we had a really long digression about what we thought was going to happen with Eloise. I still this, have thoughts. This really throws a wrench in uh-huh. a lot of what and everything about. we talked about, but we could, it could still work. It could still yeah. Work. But so
0: obviously from that, so Matthew at some point in the last six weeks has, fallen incredibly in debt with who we come to find out this guy who we come to find out in the course of the novel is a huge con man
1: right his name and, is Vale, and Vale's
0: told matthew the only way i won't call in your debt publicly embarrass you and bankrupt
1: your family is if i marry your sister right and so, Matthew... Instead of trying to figure a way out of this, calling the guy out... He also doesn't... Like, I could have seen this coming where, like, Eloise overheard Vale yes. ask for
0: that. Yep. And Matthew refused unequivocally. Yes. And Eloise talked him into
1: buying, yep. like, play along, let's buy time. But no, 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 no. Instead, Matthew acts like a jerk face. And he spends the entire book trying to convince Miranda to marry... Vail. Vail. And continuing to force Miranda
0: into silence in regards to their parents, like not involving their parents, not involving anyone else in this problem. Now, I think you could make an argument, and we're definitely digressing to the end of the book here. That Matthew's cooperation in Aiden and Miranda's schemes is supposed to be redemptive. Yes, but like you tried to sell your
1: sister. You're an irresponsible jerk. Yeah, you know I'm I'm having some issues with what with the people we're expected to sympathize with. Yeah, uh, with Suzanne Enoch. So we're also expected to sympathize to some extent with the mother who abandoned her children. And apparently there, you know, she did try to write to them and all this stuff. And so the father's not any, not much nicer in this situation because he has been withholding things that she sent to her son. Mm-hmm. So you, you're, you find out that of course it's not all black and white, but there is a black and white line. And it is that, or a bright line test as one of our old colleagues would have said, and it is that Fiona left. Yeah. She left her children. Francesca. Excuse me, Francesca.
0: They're named, they have the same names as the Bridgerton children. The daughter and the mom. That's Aww. how I remember it. It's
1: Eloise and Francesca. Interesting. Anyway, so Francesca did leave her children. That yeah. is the bright line to me. And there are a lot of different ways she could have found to fo- uh, form a relationship with them other than forcing them to come down and marry women, force them into an unhappy marriage, which she herself just tried to escape. Right. So anyway, I have a lot of issues with parts of this book. But so there's a lot of tropes that we kind of just hit yeah. up in that
0: very quick summary. Obviously gambling. So not only did Matthew wager his shirt and lose it, mm-hmm. but Aiden is like a master gambler.
1: He's like a master gambler, which I, I, I like the trope. Me too. It's fun. Especially how it's deployed here. Yeah, I, it's it's nice. I like it. Uh, of course, every time a book has the na- the word Scott or Highlander in the title, we know that there are going to be barbarian Scotsmen. Yep. They wear kilts a lot, which, again, no complaints. Yep, and in this case, Aiden's
0: like, the apple that didn't fall far from the tree, a lot is made in this book of how similar
1: he and Francesca are. Mm-hmm. I didn't care, but... I I didn't care either, but again, you're you're supposed to start sympathizing with Francesca, and Francesca's like, oh, Aiden's just like me, and I'm like, no, 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 it's it's not the same. It's not the same. Forcing your children to marry English women is not the same as being a good gambler. Yeah. (sighs) All right. let's see. Oh, yes, so as a corollary to the Scottish barbarians, the English ladies are just fainting violets. And they're
0: all silly. They don't talk about anything of substance. They're weak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a library seduction seduction scene, which I would put this up there with carriages in tropes Megan I love.
1: Yeah, so thumbs up. Yep. Uh, Of course, Miranda has rejected many, many suitors in her day. She's been out for five seasons. Her parents have made it very clear she does not have to marry if she does not want to. And she is taking her sweet time to determine if she wants to. And we already talked about this, but forced engagement but it's such a trope it's such a trope yeah i mean again i'm not complaining but but it's often you're right a trope that would be used
0: for the main couple yes so the fact that it's freeing her from a forced engagement to
1: a real jerk face Mm -hmm. makes it very fun it does does. I mean, let's think about it. There are so many books you can think of where the bride is won in a game of cards with her terrible father. Yep. So many I can think of. I can't think of the titles, but I can remember reading the books. All right. So I think we talked a little bit about general things that we liked and disliked. Mm -hmm. What did you like about Aiden? I thought he was a little bit... I I like
0: the contrast between how close his brothers were, but how independent Mm -hmm. he was in his thinking and his behavior. Um, he felt a little less cookie cutter in a way I liked. Yeah. Um, but I especially loved how far he took his honorable stance. Like I really loved that. So he decides like midway through working on this problem for her that if he gets her out of this forced marriage, he'd like to marry her himself, but he won't talk about it or reference it because he feels like as the person responsible for saving her, there's no way she could answer him honestly Exactly. because maybe it would be out of gratitude or out of fear that he'd stop helping her. But either way, like he doesn't feel like he's getting a yes just because she loves him. And so he just like... Won't talk about
1: it. Yeah, and I thought it's, that was so cute. It, I mean, it's so great. We we talk a lot about no means no and yes means yes, and here he really wants to make sure that that yes means yes in the end, and that it's not coercive or it, power any imbalance. Mm-hmm. Or so I liked that about him a lot. Yeah, I so they Enoch and the characters in the book kept talking about the fact that Aiden is manipulative. I don't think that's exactly the right word to use. I think he just understands human nature really well. Yeah. And, you know, so in in this book, he's a good gambler because he's good at understanding human nature and how other people will react. Not because he's good at counting cards, although he is. Not because, you know, he's a prodigy at the game, but because... He's He's a good listener. He's a good listener. He is a good listener, which... Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, he can figure it. I would say he's a good poker player versus mm-hmm. being a good strategic player. Because yes. he can read the other players and he knows when to push, when not to push. And he pays attention.
0: What matters to Miranda is, like, he knows if a guy's about to lose his shirt and he never does that. He'll always right. walk away from the game before he leaves someone destitute. But he also, like, I liked the scene with him and this one guy who is, the guy's insisting he's a great poker player. Mm-hmm. And Aiden does a card trick where he says, look at a card, memorizes it. And then just, he just lists all the cards Mm -hmm. and tells him what he pulled based on like the subtle reactions of his face. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really well done point because it's not like a magic trick. It's not Aiden. It's, it's evidence of him being
1: clever that I'm shown and not told. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about seeing and not being told. Yeah. So... We we are told a lot that they are witty and they're funny, but we also read it, so we yeah. see it, which is good because there are books where you'll read, oh, she's so smart, but you don't see any evidence of that. Mm-hmm. And here, at least, we we do have some nice witty conversations, definitely between the two of them. You know that happened in the first book too. Yes. So it was. There's nice. a lot of parallels. Y- yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that either. So in this book, it is sort of a trope. It's sort of real in real life. He falls for Miranda because she's hard to get. So he falls for her because she's not nice and sweet to him at first. Yeah. So apparently he has no problem making conquests. Well, and no problem walking away. I mean, he is a Scotsman. Mm -hmm. But Miranda... She well, she has a false idea about him. So when they first meet, she snubs him, but she also stands up to him. Yes. So. And so it's it's sort
0: of played for six of one half dozen of the other. Does he like her because she insults him or because she's not meek around him? Right. Like what part of it is what really appealed to him? But yeah, she definitely makes him work for it. Mm-hmm. I, I was neither here nor there on that one. Yeah. I liked that they're on the same side. Yes, they're definitely working together mm-hmm. on her dilemma from the very beginning of the book. And it's great because while I wish it had led to more forced proximity and sexiness, Agreed. we'll get there. It was definitely underwhelming on that front. I did like that it forced her to open up to him in a way that she wasn't opening up to anybody else. So,
1: like, it, you really got the sense not just of vlogging, but like of interpersonal intimacy. Yes, yeah, you could understand why they were falling for each other. Yes. Instead of just, they're hot. Which, uh, there are plenty of books that I read and I love the Insta, instant connection, whatever. I'm not gonna complain about it, but it's nice to read a little bit of variety. And she's so baffled that he's just a good person. Yeah. And I like that
0: so much of their, but why are you helping me really just came down to, because he didn't suck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's basically it. Why are you helping me? Because well, he's not a, a terrible person. Yeah, like Captain Vale, who's such a good villain. So good. He was
0: great. So Vale is this dude who enters society. He's obviously a captain in Her Majesty's or His Majesty's Navy. Service. Yeah, well, Navy. But I can't remember who was the king or the. Queen yeah, at I, don't, the time. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and he. Claims to have a cousin in the aristocracy who, like, brings him around to all the parties now that he's back from his travels. Mm -hmm. And you come to find out that while he's legitimately a ship captain, he is a ruthless con artist.
1: Yeah. That's that's basically the only thing that's true about him. And it's just
0: really menacing without ever being, like violent in the text yeah you 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 find out he's got a violent reputation at times but but
1: he, he is still he manages to be very chilling and scary yeah even though he doesn't you don't see him being violent right in the text uh and before you even know that he was right you just know there's something off about him yep so it's good i liked it uh, and I, I, this is what I talk about in my summary, is mm-hmm. that what I think Suzanne Enoch's strength is, is that she gives you credit as a romance reader. Yes. So, in the first book, we talked about how Amy points out that Niall is being the villain of the story. So they have a whole conversation about how he's ignoring her wishes and whatever. And again, in a different romance, that could have been the solution to their love story. Mm-hmm because it, basically what happened was he managed, he went to her parents and his mother and convinced them that instead of marrying Call, they, they, they could marry Niall, and mm-hmm. then everyone would be happy about it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I mean, that's great and all, but you didn't ask me if I wanted to marry you. Yeah. So anyway, that happened in the first book. In this book, we have this great line Um, where she's, so Miranda is reflecting on her situation where she's being sold to this villain to, to pay her brother's debts. And she says they would, And she's thinking of all the women around here and she's thinking, Oh, I wonder what they would think. Mm. Um, would they be as calm as I am? Right. And then she said they would probably also find her present situation utterly romantic. A man so obsessed with her and her life that he was willing to stoop to ruining her brother to have her. Yeah. You know, and it's so true. We, again, we have read so many books where this would totally happen. Yep, and and here they. they I I like that Suzanne Yanoff points out that that's kind of a toxic relationship, and it's fun to read those books, but it's definitely not a real relationship you want to be in. Yeah, well, and I liked the way that
0: this was so overdone. No, don't know how do I say this. I liked the way that she was having fake conversations with both Vale and Aiden, yeah. like back-to-back. Back. Yes. So she'd like waltz with Vale and they'd be saying awful and mean things to each other with smiles plastered mm-hmm. on their faces for appearances sake, while when she would be dancing with Aiden, they'd be scheming and plotting and he'd be telling her how to react. Yeah. But because they were working together. Yeah. So, like, there were such obvious parallels, and I yeah. thought that was really well done.
1: It was great. I really liked it. I really liked it. It was fun. Yeah. So, the ending, here's here's my biggest issue with this book, is that I felt that Enoch was, like, winding up for this really fun Ocean's Eleven kind of ending, you know, and it just fell a little flat for me. There were parts that I liked, mm-hmm. and the So you think that Aiden is winding up this crazy, complicated scheme. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that he actually has a very straightforward scheme. Yes. Which is fine, but I was just like, oh, I was kind of hoping for a little more. I was torn because like, stuff like the strategy of buying the strawberries Mm
0: -hmm. and realizing that he and Colin Nile should sort of spread out and look for Vail's past. Like all of that was well done, and I actually like what the bank breakup ended, break ended up being.
1: Yeah, I didn't dislike it, but I agree
0: with like. But I didn't love the confrontation. Yes. And I didn't love the card match. No. I thought those were easier and reliant on too much that I didn't think a guy like Aiden would leave to chance.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like that was a very try not to spoiler this description. Yeah, I know exactly, but... exactly. We don't want to spoil it because it's not. It's not like it was terrible. No, it wasn't stupid. It was just. It was again. It was more just a, a reversal of expectations, but in a disappointing way. Yeah, a little bit, rather than the reversal of expectations that we got earlier with the the villain and the hero. So as we discussed, Aiden is
0: he just feels like he can't ask. Miranda to marry him because Mm -hmm. at this point he's saved her and she'd feel obligated and he knows they care about each other, but he just feels like it's like a squeaky power imbalance no matter Uh what. So Meg,
1: how does this get resolved? Oh, Lane, I loved it so much. Basically he explains to her the the issue and he's like, look, we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll make this work somehow, but I'm not going to propose to you right now for sure. She thinks about it and then she talks to Francesca. His mother says, I, I need a, a word alone with your son, and she proposes to him. So cute. It's really cute. It's really cute. Again, a little bit of a reversal of expectations, mm-hmm. really fun, and it, it felt like it really worked for them as a couple, too. Yes. So I thought it was good for you as a reader and good for them as a couple, uh, coherent for the story. It was great. Well, it's also interesting because Miranda is not presented as a
0: character lacking an agency. No. You know, her parents aren't trying to force her to marry anyone against her will. They've been super accepting that like she'll have a season and she'll meet someone or she won't. And this deal her brother struck up is sort of the first imposition on her freedom she's ever mm-hmm. experienced. And so I like that she sort of realized she'd been on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Like life sort of had always been at her fingertips and nothing had any real urgency until it was threatened by yeah. Vail and so the fact that now that Vale's out of the picture she like wants to have more ownership of her own choices yes like it was a really satisfying arc very for her satisfying beyond like being romantic and cute
1: yeah it was it was very it was it was very satisfying it was really good for I think I think for us especially yeah it was great um I have one
0: line I hated. That's okay. pretty bad writing. Tell me. So she's describing Aiden in mm-hmm. the text. And she says that he didn't have that alert cold sense of alertness surrounding them. Mm. Now, alert, cold sense of alertness is, that the, is a what I want to call out. Yeah. Just like it's, it. Yeah, it, you know, I don't get struck by this as often as you do. I know. And th- this was part of a wider passage that I had to reread mm-hmm. because I like it struck me as kind of really bad. Yeah. And I, if it, I'm catching it, yeah, it's that's, really bad. It's true. So I would just, you know whoever tech edited this or whatever yeah maybe read it one more time
1: just again one more time you know one more time did anything offend you about this nothing okay Matthew. Well, Matthew. Matthew. Matthew offended me. I think we need to end this by talking about Matthew, so let's hold Okay, we usually try not to thought. end on a negative because I think both... No, well, I don't. I think it's going to be... Okay, we can talk about why he offended us, but I want to end on speculation. Okay, we so we'll run. keep going. So basically, we'll do sexiness, we'll do like, do
0: you recommend this book, but then we're going to need like a couple of minutes. So speculation Yeah, here. okay. But just
1: FYI, guys, we both just absolutely hated the fact that Matthew sold her basically into marriage and didn't even feel, didn't even seem like he was remorseful at all. Right. And it's going to get a little spoilery because I need to talk
0: about what's revealed about Vane's character in the context of what Matthew was trying to force her into. So post sexiness, know that we make no promises to stay spoiler free.
1: True. Great. Okay. So did you find this sexy? I mean, it was okay. I thought there was sexual tension and the sexual payoff was not there. I thought the sexual tension was great. I thought it ended up more cute than sexy. Uh, yeah, that's what I would say. I would and, agree with that.
0: You know, when I'm picturing a rugged, creative Highlander mm-hmm. and a woman like desperately clinging to ownership of her choices and uh-huh. her body, I don't think slow and cute.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, they had a nice library makeout. Right, that makeout. But again, that was just a make-out, mm-hmm. so. And there there's was only one, one sex scene. Yeah, there was only one. And they don't even really,
0: there, there was a lot of hijinks in this one, and I usually associate hijinks with excuses for sexy time. Yeah, yeah. And for good reason. That doesn't happen here yeah but just because I can say narratively it makes sense that they're not all over each other all the time it doesn't mean that I wanted to read 330 pages of celibacy
1: no I I didn't and I will say the one sex scene was a little bit mm, vague yeah I was like wait wait, did that just happen I wasn't I had to I did have to reread a little bit in the sex scene because I was like did I miss something and I hadn't missed something
0: it was just light on substance yes
1: And specifics. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So. Okay. Okay.
1: Overall, recommended. Overall, yeah, I
0: really like. I, I really it liked
1: their. I liked them together, mm-hmm. and I liked the story about them. I yes. Good. Agreed. And I, I, like the three brothers. Yeah, and I do too. They're fun. And I like, I like the way they treat Eloise. Yes, I do too. So like no. all of that, like they, they of have atmosphere. a lot of animosity towards Francesca, which makes total sense, but they're not taking it on Eloise. They're just really glad to get to know her as yes. their sister. It's really nice. Well, they also bring it up here specifically because it's interesting to
0: contrast the fact that Aiden would clearly never sell Eloise a-
1: never into marriage
0: even though he barely knows her. Mm-hmm. But Matthew will sell his sister his best friend. Matthew you know. and Miranda were,
1: were exactly a year apart. They're best friends growing close up. Mm-hmm. There.
0: And yet he did this. So let's talk about about the specifics of what he did and why yes. it's horrible and how every other character reacted and why it was fucking bizarre.
1: Let's do it. So, Matthew, apparently always been like a gambler. He's been a gambler and he has lost a lot of money in the past. And they have an uncle, Miranda and... Matthew. Matthew, Who is currently in America, maybe dead, working off debts. Working off debts. So they know the consequences of gambling. They know the consequences of gambling with someone who will take your shirt. And so right around the time that their uncle was banished to America, Matthew got into
0: so much debt he had to sell his prized horse. Mm -hmm. And so Miranda was under the impression that he kind of reformed after
1: that. Yeah. But instead, it just drove it underground.
0: And so he gets confronted with this con artist who has been targeting Miranda and figures out the type of guy Matthew is, and Matthew ends up in like more debt than his family estates are worth. Yeah, like
1: 40,000
0: pounds. It's 50,000 pounds, but there I don't you know go. what that is.
1: It's but. a lot. So I, 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 I was reading somewhere, yeah. this, uh, it was about Pride and Prejudice, actually, because Darcy gets 10,000 a year. Right. That's how much he, he earns. And that's like $2 million. It, okay. A year. So, so 50,000 pounds is like $10 million. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot. If this is the same era as Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, pounds sterling were, were, they, you know, people like servants would get a pound a year. Yeah. And that was enough Mm -hmm. to live on. And I mean, whatever, but they got a pound a year. Yeah. You know, So. so he gets in way more debt than he could ever possibly
0: consider and he also knows not only would he bankrupt his family he would be cast out like they've confronted him about his gambling problem before Mm -hmm. so like the level of disappointment if not actual like exile from the family experience is very
1: high so but here's to me he also knows that he would lose eloise Yes. So if he's in this much debt uh, this much disgrace, he would never be able to marry Eloise. And to me, that's the most heinous part about the, the whole agreement is that he tries to pressure Miranda into it by saying, well, I'm going to lose Eloise. And she's like, well, I'm going to lose my chance to marry the man uh, that I want to marry too. You're right. forcing like, me to marry. And she says that to him. Yeah. Like she says, you're saying that it's better for you to experience the mm-hmm. consequences
0: of my action than for me to do it. And mm-hmm. that's like bullshit. Uh, yeah. But she's taking into account... You kind of get the impression that if it wouldn't bankrupt her whole family, she'd let him hang. Yeah. But she doesn't want to go to the poor
1: house and ruin her parents. Yeah. And, yeah. So she's trying to figure out a way to get out of it, obviously. So she never plays dead. No. No. She,
0: from the very first second that she hears about it at the party mm-hmm. the night that Vale walks in dances with her and says you should talk to your brother mm-hmm. because you will be seeing me again mm-hmm. she walks right up to April uh-huh. and she's been nothing but rude to him yep. prior to this moment but she wastes no time zero time it's uh-huh. three minutes from her talking to her brother to going to find him yep. and being like you gamble yep. figure this out for me theoretically, theoretically if this yeah. was happening how would you handle it he gives her some advice but then the next morning when Vale comes calling it's relevant. Yes. Dale makes it very clear there's nothing that he wants more than her.
1: Yeah. Not for her. But for him. For mm-hmm. her, her mm-hmm.
0: connections mm-hmm. and her respectability. Yeah. And so she runs right to Aiden. Yeah. She's like, all right, I'm going to do what I didn't think I was going to do and to give you every detail. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this. And, and
1: he- so Aiden finds out about what Matthew has done. And then in the course of his investigations, he also
0: finds out the kind of person Bale really is. Mm -hmm. And it's the kind of person who uses sex for power and enjoys, like, beating up women. Yeah. Like, it's really awful. It's really terrible. Like, not only is Eloise in for, like, a loveless marriage, Eloise is, like... Potentially gonna be murdered by an abusive right. spouse. Yeah. And Matthew doesn't think about it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, every conversation Eloise has, he's defensive and then he just avoids her and does nothing
1: to help her. Mm-hmm. And he never once thinks of taking ownership of the situation. Nope. And Miranda, the whole time, she, she is just so nice to Matthew. I just keep saying Eloise when I mean Miranda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what is up. I think this is what Lane and I had the biggest problem with. is like, wh- why are people giving Matthew so much credit? Yeah, because, so, eventually, when Niles going
0: off to do the last little bits of his investigation, and Vale is coming over to meet Miranda's family, Mm -hmm. because she's sort of been stringing him along while they figured things out, she just breaks down. Yeah. And she runs to his house, to his sister-in-law, his sister and his mother, and explains the situation- And they react to this knowledge that their future brother slash son-in-law did this horrible thing and is selling her to this horrible person by basically acting like he's a victim
1: in all of this. Yeah, which on the one hand, he is a little bit because Vale specifically targeted him. But on the other hand, he's a victim only because he didn't stop gambling. Yeah. You know, so not like... He's a victim in that he was targeted. Yeah. He's not a victim in that he did not have to lose 50,000 pounds to this person. He
0: also didn't have to view his sister's
1: marriage to suit as an acceptable alternative. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He could have been working with Aiden and Miranda the whole time trying to figure out a, a solution. Right. And so Aiden at some point does involve Matthew. And Matthew does play along and assist with
0: Aiden's plan. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Aiden does come clean to his own parents. Yes. I uh, mean, Matthew comes clean. to his Sorry, parents. sorry. Matthew yeah. comes clean to his parents, um, without Miranda having to do right. it for him. But the impression I got from the text was this was completely absolving. Exactly. Me too. That like Eloise and Matthew are going to end up together and I happy, mean, and this is not going to be dealt I, I, with.
1: I, I would like to think that if I were Eloise, I would have more of an issue with this than just saying, oh, well, we figured it out, so we're still together. I mean, what's he gonna do next time? Sell our firstborn child into, into I don't know, marrying some other horrible off person Right, like a person who
0: will let someone else take ownership and responsibility for his actions mm-hmm. is not an appealing spouse, and Eloise and her mother mm-hmm. and her Highlander brothers, who mm-hmm. beat the shit out of everyone, don't seem to react as if this is an unforgivable yeah, yeah. thing. And on the one hand, you could make the argument the reason the brothers aren't is they don't want to look like they're manipulating Eloise to get them out of their deal. Right.
1: But still. I mean, they're not doing anything because Eloise is still wants to be with him, mm-hmm. I think. Then they don't want to hurt Eloise more. Right. But anyway, so you may remember what we what I thought was going to happen was that Matthew was going to to die after Eloise got pregnant <laughs> and then Eloise was gonna have to find a Scottish husband. So that was what I was convinced of. And what I thought was gonna happen was
0: Eloise was going to be ruined out of wedlock by Matthew, the wedding date would have to be moved up, yeah. and the brothers would, the final book call is gonna end up under the gun.
1: Yeah. But what happened in this book is really I think making both of, those, of us
0: reconsider. Because one, I think even though the concept of ruination is offensive and we've talked about that a ton, I don't think after Matthew dishonoring himself through gambling that also ruining Eloise and expediting this timeline would do anything to redeem his mm-hmm,
1: character. Mm-hmm. And in your case... The, the fact that he got much more depth keep, of character in this book means that if they're going to kill him off, it would be pretty serious? Yeah. I don't know. So but maybe Eloise does cry off later.
0: Or maybe this would be the worst and I I have a hunch if they do have a book. Uh-huh. It's going to be about them reconciling could be like if she cries off from Matthew it will be because he needs to grow the fuck up mm-hmm. and, he grows and then the he grows
1: out. up and yeah yeah we'll see I mean I don't know if they will have a book or not I uh, this is really playing with my expectations so Me too. I mean thumbs up to you Suzanne because I am going to want to continue reading these books well, I also find would argue
0: that if there's going to be a book about a couple making up it'll be about the parents
1: Oh, I, there's no question to me that somehow they're going to end up together. Right, but whether it'll be in the a background book, I don't, or a I don't, novella so or... So my, my money is that they will not have a book.
0: I would agree with you. Yeah. But I still think if she wants to do a book about not the three brothers and it needs to be about a like, romance in crisis, yeah. the parents would be a better
1: book. They could do both. True. Eloise runs away To, to Scotland. Scotland. Matthew and Francesca have to go up. Okay. Okay, you know what? Now I think Lane and I are both like, yeah, this is what's going to (laughs) happen. We're always very right about these
0: predictions, (laughs) obviously.
1: We're only revising them like a month later. We're going to have to find out. Probably about in two years we'll we'll find out. Oh, my God. Mm. I can't wait two years. Okay, but thank you guys, as always, so much for listening. We really like doing the podcast, and if you like listening, we would love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe.